and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 114. Today, talking cutting corners on your property development. Is it worth the risk? We're going to jump into this episode, and as usual, I like to use the word unpack. We will unpack where you can cut corners, what the consequences might might be, and you can decide whether it's worth it for you. So anyway, let's jump on into episode 114. And we're in, welcome to episode 114, and uh, as usual, I have the amazing Bob Anderson alongside me, my name's Hilary Saxton, for the, those of you that don't know. Before we get started, Bob, um, there's a couple of things, so thanks for coming on board. Oh, welcome. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bit of a thing going on with our video today, it's very white, we yeah, can actually I see feel, what we look like, it's I terrible. Feel, I feel ghosty. I'm just hoping it's just the recording vessel and when it's done, it's perfect, who knows. Anyway, we have people that sort that stuff out, so it'll get sorted, no doubt, hopefully. Otherwise, if you're looking at us on YouTube and we look white, we don't know what's going on with the camera. <laughs> uh, before we get started, Bob, um, on the topic of cutting corners and mm-hmm. is it worth it, before we dump in there, what's your tip for the week? Based on something that happened on the weekend. What was that? If you can't fix it with duct tape mm-hmm. and WD-40... It probably can't be fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Okay, good solid advice there. And from a property developer? From a property developer. You've probably got one, it's saying you brought up on a farm, Mm. something to do with, was it number nine wire? Number eight wire. wire, For all you fellow Kiwis out there, you know (laughs) what I mean. You can usually fix everything with some number eight wire. It's, it was a, they used to make a thing called a Taranaki gate, and it's a gate made out of wire, basically. Yeah. Uh, but you could break the, if you can't break, break off and put a wire and fix anything, well, it can't be fixed. So it's like your duct tape. I like my duct tape. Just like your duct tape. Gotta have a good roll of duct tape. You do. Hey, before we carry on, I had a conversation with somebody. You say, that's why he's winning mm. the book. Oh. His name was Tim. And still is. Tim, well, yeah, his name still is Tim, I'm pretty pretty sure. Oh, there it is. There you go, Tim. This is coming out to you, Tim. Tim Doik. Doik? Doik? I don't know how you pronounce it. But anyway, you will get a text and someone will ask you for your address and that book will be coming to you in the mail. Go straight to page 121. Yep. That's where it's all about property That's development. Where it all starts. But, but what it highlighted to me, because when he was talking to me, I thought, I don't know if you have any idea the company you're speaking with because he sort of was asking some questions about do we do property development and I'm like <laughs> oh hang on uh yeah yeah we do um, a little from time to time yeah and, and have you done some developments and I was like mm, yeah do, do you know who Bob Anderson is and he didn't so he's been just oh, well. there you go so I won't I'm, run for politics no I do not but I thought probably a great time for you to just list off a few of your achievements. So having done over $1.3 billion in developments yourself, can you um, just revel off quickly some of the states and some of the types of projects you've done uh, that you have under your belt? Because when I say Bob, you can pretty much spin him up, spin around, mm. fill his mouth with marbles and put him in water. He can talk property development any day. <laughs> yeah, well, the week. I, well, I- Done plenty out uh, myself, but also in the corporate world. Yes. Where I've held some pretty uh, solid positions. So, yeah, as far as states go, every state except Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. And as uh, much as I love people in Northern Territory, I've got no intention of going to the Northern Territory mm-hmm. to develop between now and 
now on the end, but uh, yeah, everything. Well, commercial, you know, sh- shopping centres, industrial, retail, um, specialised stuff. My favourite, of course, mm-hmm. retirement villages. Yeah. Love them. Uh, all the way down to any form of res, apartments, high and low, and in between. Uh, townhouses, you know, splitters to 800 lot subdivisions, so everything in between. At the moment, what have we got? Well, what's that smallest thing we're working on? Probably a duplex. A couple of duplexes on the run. Yeah, a few of them. And some pretty big stuff at the very front end of the funnel. That's um, there you go. probably in the range of, I don't know, how many noughts that's got on it? Oh, like the, the current. Or, or something, I don't know. The new one you've got up your sleeve. Oh, yeah, maybe. I always say in the background, it's like a never ever ready battery. You know, the batteries that just keep on going and going and going. There's always something going on. Ah, it keeps life interesting, hey? Doesn't it, just? As if being with you is not interesting enough. So just for for those of you who were unaware of Bob's experience, after 40 years, it's extensive. And you have done, because you held a corporate role, you have done some huge stuff and just everyday stuff. Every day? Yep, doing that too at the moment. Even down to looking at the moment at a at a an upmarket house on an upmarket lot, potentially. I mean, don't get any smaller than that. Mm. Don't do many of them though. No. But if it works, if it makes money, I'm in. Yeah, and do you know what? There you go. There's a wee tip for you. It, it's really about what works. And sometimes I talk to people who are fixated on doing a particular thing, and. Yeah, we've come across mm. something that looks like it might work. It has a great profit margin. It's just a knockdown rebuild, and sometimes that's worth it. Sometimes it is too, and uh, we're we're revisiting some things in the commercial world. That last time we looked, probably a year ago, the margins are a bit tight. You mm-hmm. know, the profit margins, but it appears things are loosened up. That the stock was around. That's been soaked up. There isn't much new stock, and you know what didn't work a year ago looks like it. It's working or going to work now. Mm, okay. So you can't just, you know, make a blanket comment on something that doesn't work and expect it will never work. Mm. I think what I'm hearing there is it's just being flexible with your approach. Mm. And what didn't work then might work another time. Yeah, and, you know, just just being out there and, you know, always looking, talking, you know, listening and yeah, just just following following the market, yeah, because it, it, it's very fluid. It doesn't it doesn't sit still. Yeah, and it's always changing. I love what you said there is talking because I was talking to one of our, one of our mentoring students, and I said to her today, just remember to keep talking about it, keep talking about property development because opportunities come hmm. when you are open to them. And how can you be open to them? How how is it anyone going to talk to you about it if they don't even know that you're doing property development? Oh yeah, yeah, you can't be the the quietest property developer in Australia. Oh my gosh, that's like the world's best kept secret. You don't want to be that. No, no. You might be. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who follow me. On. Particularly if you're looking at doing a joint venture. For sure. Get noisy out there. I was just about to say sorry for those of you who are following me on social media because it is my book launch tomorrow night. Oh, my God. You're and everywhere. Every time I, I know. turn anything on, you're there. I know. that's the, And you know what? And that's exactly it. You can't be the best kept secret. You have to be out there if that's what you want yep. to be doing. Mm. And that's not about property, but it's about achieving things. And yep. you want to achieve something, get out there, get doing it. So, Don't cut corners. No. And let's unpack that baby, baby. What about, there you go. <laughs> so I have a few notes here because I'm good like that. I was just sneaking you it through are. underneath. Uh, so, all right, let's start with, we are going to cover pros and cons, Bob. 
And I have questions for you, so get ready. Cutting corners, yeah. So it can be, let's start with, what if you were to cut corners on your property development with materials? So everything's going to have a consequence. It, yeah. And yeah. So you, oh, have you got an example just of that? Well, look, just the term cutting corners suggests something negative. It doesn't. It suggests a negative outcome. Should we, you, have, should we you, use another word? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to save money or you can say whatever you like. Okay. But, but um, it does sort of have that negative connotation. But I, I've certainly seen it. Did you talk about the quality of things? What, what, what no, that, no that, that, that was just uh, using – well, that, that's funny because you bring that up, which that mm. sort of flows onto that. I said okay. using cheaper materials, oh, and yeah. then you went yeah, yeah, yeah. to the quality of things. And so, well, so there's a direct link there, or is there, there is. always a direct link, or sometimes a direct link? Well, there is the the, the quality of materials, like the standards of finish. Yeah, you know, but I've certainly seen some corners cut. the The thing is, at the moment, and recently, and let's go. We're talking. Th- 30th of August 2023. All right. Maybe, today. Maybe not, oh. maybe not right down to today. Yeah, but, but in recent times, we know that there's been quite an increase in build costs. Yeah. It has definitely slowed right down. The, you know, it's not roaring off with a steam, you know, you know, a big head of steam like it did, you know, 12 months, two years ago. But that left a lot of people in a position where they, they'd bought a site, they did their numbers, everything stacked up. And while they're getting their approvals, build costs went up. And for a while, sale prices went up. So it was okay. It still stacked up. But then mm. when sale prices, you know, the brakes went on there and in some cases even went backwards a bit, bill costs kept creeping up and all of a sudden their margins been really squeezed because of the higher bill costs. Their feasibility got blown out. And so what do you do? Well, you're looking for ways to build cheaper. Mm. And there's, you know, when I said the temptation, it's even, it was even more than a temptation. It's a necessity. Well, yeah, because if if your project doesn't show the required margin, you're not going to get finance. Mm. So you could be at a point where you've got, you know, you bought the site stacked up, you've got your development permit, you've got your building permit. You could be 9, 10, 11, 12 months down the track, whatever, depending on, you know, where it is. And, and it doesn't stack up anymore because your bill costs went up. And so you're trying to think, well, okay, how can I pull that back? And so you talk to a few builders and you say, look, I've got to get my bill price back down. I've got to knock $120,000 off it. And if I don't do that, I don't get the correct uh, margin. If I don't get the margin, I can't get the money. If I can't get the money, I can't sign a contract and you can't build it. Mm. And so what's the first thing the builder looks at? Yeah, how he can cut. I said he. I'm just guessing it's genuinely. Well, mostly it's mostly. a he, you know. Yeah. I have known a few lady builders, but not many. But um, so the first thing they had to go to is the, is the quality of the finishes. Mm. And they think, yep, 120, that's a lot to find. Um, we get a Kmart let, oven. Do Kmart do ovens? <laughs> we'll, I don't we'll, know. In the, we'll in, the ki- in the kiddies' toy section, I've seen some. <laughs> we'll switch the night, the Bosch or the <laughs> Melee the, for know, a Kmart oven. Yeah. When I said one hundred twenty thousand, yeah. like it could be fifty thousand. But you're trying to you're trying to find ways to save money. Pinching pennies. Yeah. So, look. Sometimes alternative products can work, but what you got to watch, you don't want to knock a dollar off your bill cost mm. and knock two dollars off your sale price. Because mm. you've just gone backwards even further, and there's things you will do to the quality of finishes that will affect your your sale price. Yeah, and not only will it affect it, but you could drop it to a point where that market doesn't want to buy it mm. because it's just the spec is too low. Yeah. It's just a game out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
That's what you've got to be really careful yeah. of. And you've got to watch when a builder says, yeah, I'll, I'll find you 50, 60 grand. It's very easy for them. They just downgrade the standard of everything. Mm. So uh, watching that as number and, one. Yeah, you save 60 and lose 100 at the other end. So, Bob, then on that, I, I, have you ever had to do that personally? I've had to, well, I've certainly even at the moment, I've had to look for ways of pulling bill costs back and some of it can be a substitution of of materials. Yeah. It can be like we're looking at something at the moment. It was up up market, had quite a lot of stone, and the stone went around the side and worked out, well, the stone doesn't need to go up two storeys. The stone could go up one storey and we can get another good material in there. Some of the, a little bit of the spes, uh, they're alternate uh materials that look exactly the same from the outside that don't cost as much different manufacturers so so we've looked at doing that mm. you know we've even looked at things like well does it really need solar is that a big thing with the buyer and the answer is that in the market that we're looking at it's nice to have but it's not a big thing mm. they don't not buy it because it doesn't have it and it doesn't really affect the price even the people listening it's like it. 20 grand if we were to say, if you and I wonder what the the difference is in the amount of people that listen to this, does it impact you if your house has solar? Do you have your Do you have to have a house with solar, or do you not care? And that's pretty much it. Well, if it's got it and you're buying it, you okay. say, "Oh, great!" It's got solar. But does it have an effect? You know, most valuers don't even add anything onto the valuation. Yeah, I think that you've touched on that, and that's something I constantly push: is that. Finance is always down to a valuer and uh, it's not around to the all. It still makes a bit of money, so people have to remember that one. Mm. Okay, Bob, so that's that's the materials one. What about um, people using people with less experience to, to cut a – to get a, a – These that, builders. Maybe builders, maybe – not just that, maybe other people you pay for, other mm. services that you're paying for, getting people that uh, don't charge as much. In fact, you made a good comment before this podcast. A builder will get, say, one, two, and three, but that's probably more about the materials than it is about the labour, or it could mm. mean he's hiring cheaper labour. So say yeah. that. Say what you said at the beginning before we oh, well, hit play. There's an old saying amongst builders. Um, they say, I can – build good quality i can build it fast or i can build it cheap which two do you want what they're saying is you can't have all three yeah i can build it cheap and i can build it fast Mm. or i can build good quality and i can build it slow yeah but you can't have everything no and it's a rare builder where you get all three but it's not impossible i have used builders who do supply all three well we're going to get a hundred emails tomorrow about what's that what's that builder that bob had well he's gone broke (laughs) (laughs) okay so so just there, if we talk about, uh, you could use the word tradies, but anyone else you use for, well, look, as in There's all standards of, of tradies even, you know, with builders. Mm. Like, for instance, uh, there's a builder I know uh, quite well. In fact, I know him because he did our course. Because he wanted to go from being a builder to being a developer, and there's a huge difference. I've seen plenty of builders go out the back door because they think they're developers and they just miss it all. They're good at building and they're reasonably good at design. Uh, usually they don't know the rest, which is really important, but that, no, not even a shot at builders. But this builder had two well, it was two arms to his building company. Mm-hmm. One of his arms, he did upmarket renovations, like expensive house renovations. The other arm, he did middle market townhouses. So he wasn't a developer at this point. He was a builder. In fact, I used him on a job. And so what he was saying to me is, 
he used different tradespeople on his upmarket renovations than he did on his middle market townhouses mm. and, and who charged different rates. So he said, I've got an absolute gun tiler, a German guy, who does incredible – he can do anything with tiles. You know, doesn't matter how complex the design, he can do it. But he charges accordingly. He mm. said, oh, I wouldn't use that guy on my middle market townhouse. He just – he'd do a great job. But he'd be way too expensive. Mm. I can get a, a cheaper tiler that, you know, can do the, the same job because it's simple mm. uh, and probably faster for less money. Yeah. And, and it was the same with his uh, cabinet makers, his carpenters, just about all his trades. He had one set of trades mm. for his upmarket – Renos and some of his Renos are like one and a half million for a Reno, you know, like mm. serious stuff. And and for his townhouses, uh, a different set. Not that they were inferior; they were fine for doing townhouses, but they just wanted of that high enough quality to do those really upmarket Renos that he was doing. And once you start working in that in, in, in a niche, whether that be tiling, whether that's your plumber, any tradie, or even um, if we go to engineers or arborists or anywhere where we're using somebody who is a bit cheaper, then it's usually something like the experience that, that yeah. they are. They don't quite have the same amount of experience, and, and and the funny thing is, it's not always the more expensive is better either. You know, in, in, with consultants, it's a bit it's a bit strange. It, mm. it, it it's less so with builders. It doesn't mean the dearest builders always the best but the cheapest builder might not might definitely not be the best but can be so i've noticed that even with architects and i um I, you know i've often told a little story that i was doing an apartment project once it was 23 apartments and i had time on my side so for the architectural and i don't normally do this i went to six different architects now i knew all of them mm. Uh, for a quote on doing this 23 apartment building and the difference in price was almost 300%, almost three times from the cheapest one to the most expensive one. And I went with the second cheapest of the six because, I mean, I knew all of them, but this other guy had used quite a bit and he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, It's not that they probably all would have done a great job because I know all of them. But it just goes to show you the difference in in price. But I wouldn't have gotten any better quality from the top guy than I did from the second top guy. Do you know what? That just springs to mind because, like, this podcast, we're talking about the cost-saving me- measures. It sounds to me so far, we've gone with materials, perhaps doesn't – you've got to be pretty careful that you don't – do too many or choose materials that mm, will inferior. make an impact. But when it comes to now, we've gone to a people we hire, be that trades, be that engineers, architects, whatever that is. Mm. Uh, that doesn't always relate to the yeah. cheapest. It's back to value, you know the old saying. Yeah, price is what you pay and value is what you get. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So does it matter then what the particular job is, Bob? You know, if it is, you you just used architects, and then and the other example was tilers. Does it matter? One is more visual. Well, I don't know, I think not it's really. Got to do with the type of work they do. Yeah. The most expensive architect of the six was a guy who used to do, you know, probably ten, twenty apartment size projects, mm. but had moved up the line. And was now doing, you know, six, eight, ten-storey apartment blocks. Right. And when I phoned him about 
quoting on the 22, he said, oh, he said, I sort of moved on from that. Mm. I don't really do them. I do these bigger ones now. And he said, but because, you know, we've been mates for years, I'll, I'll give you a price. And, and I think his mate's price was, I don't want to say no because I've known Bob for a long time, but I'll give him a price where he won't choose me because I don't really want to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you'd see a bit of that, and I think that's how that worked as well. So he simply moved into a, a bigger market mm. and didn't want the smaller job. Okay, so now we'll move on to testing. You know, we've got soil tests or any other tests that have to be yeah, done, maybe part of the due oh, diligence those, those stuff. Those things can vary 100% or 200%. So if you wanted to save money on these, uh, uh, Shop even around. with your statement there. Well, what about demos? You know, you know that. Oh, yes. I, I've had demolition quotes on buildings, 300% variation between, the, you know, three times between the cheapest and the dearest. And they're all quite capable because I know them. Mm. And it can be who's busy or it can be the type of job, the size of job. I don't know what it, what it is that affects them. And even builders. Like, this is what I mean. You've got to – you have to shop around. Mm. I had a builder who built a six-pack of townhouses for me and at the same time he also built a basement plus four-storey apartment block for me, both of those projects – Really well priced, a great price, did a great job. Towards the end of that, I had a 17 townhouse project I wanted him to cost. And he came in like almost 30% over another builder that I knew quite well. Right. Yet he'd won the other two jobs with a cracker price. And maybe that goes back to the timing of just the other example you, you brought up about when you talked to the architect and maybe he didn't want to do the job. So maybe when people are in that position where they're not really that phased with mm. whether they get it or not, they sort of more throw out something that's a bit more expensive. Yeah, yeah. well, that, it, it can be because, you know, it's, it's pretty normal. If you've got a business and you're really busy, there's a couple of things you can do. Mm. You can start saying no to more work mm. or you just put your price up mm. and, and that – that's like an automatic cull. Mm. You'll still get jobs, but you probably won't, you know, you won't get as many. Mm. So is that is that better? Sometimes well, it is. But it's so I think what I'm hearing when it comes to uh, testing, whether that be, mm. I think really when it comes to testing, the uh, we're saying do you not do it to save money or do you do it all day long, Bob? What would you say? Oh, you've you got to test, yeah. test for consultants, test for builders. But not just that, like soil testing. Oh, um, well, down to testing, yeah. Yeah, down to actual physical testing. I mean, an 800 metre lot for four townhouses, I can get a soil test anything for four boreholes, anything from 500 to 1,200. Yeah. You know, just by picking up the phone. Right, so... And 250% variation. Right. And just on that, you know. So you're saying it pays to shop around, really, for testing? It does, but, but you also... Timeline. Well, timeline, but... Quality of work too, because they're only digging holes. I mean, they're boring yeah, holes, Bob. Yeah, I know. Tell me about the quality of that. I'm confused. <laughs> Not a lot to go there because they're they're boring for holes. They're taking soil samples. The soil sample goes to a lab, and the lab tests it. So, yep. um, but even you know things like surveyors, you can get a variation in in quote. Because some surveyors put a lot more detail into their surveys than others. So, so is the it- cheaper one might not be the best one. 
Are you saying there? Is it better to have that level of detail? So, mm, so you're better off. It. Yeah. So we, you're better off paying the money there. That's not a place you would. That's pinch. false economy. I'll tell you what can happen. Some people just, you know, they're not, you know, up for it. They'll they'll ring up a surveyor and say, "Can you go and do a, you know, a detailed survey on the lot?" And they'll say, "Yep, yeah, uh, I can do that." You know, eighteen hundred dollars. They ring up somebody else, can you do a detailed survey? And they say, yeah, I can do it, 2200 So you think, oh, same job, I'll go for the 1800 but Then you get the $1,800 one, and they've missed a lot of the detail. Uh, there's a lot, you know, there, there is a lot that needs to go into a survey. And so what happens? The survey goes off to the architect who starts to do their designs, the civil engineer. It all starts with the survey. That's the, that's the first cab off the rank. And the next thing, the architect's ringing you up and say, oh, look, the surveyor's missed, uh, you know, he hasn't picked up the... The invert level of the sewer manholes, and he hasn't done this, or the or the engineer will say, oh, "Look, I need I need I need some more detail in the survey." You know, the contours are at 500, and they should be at 250. And next thing you got the ringing up the surveyor, the surveyor goes back out. You lose time. Next thing you get, you know, a bill, bill for another, you know, 900 dollars. You know, and the 1800 costs 27, the other one costs 23, and you've lost, you know, two weeks. Mm. Just that's just an example. So then, as as your are you of the opinion? You didn't really cut, cut corners, did you? you? Didn't really save money in the long run. No. So so that's what I'm I'm pressing for. Okay, I'm pressing for. So what's your solution? Always go when it comes to them. Is it better to oh, go for the like one? Something like that. They've got to be brief properly. You know, we, okay. We teach all that. But yeah. If you just say, oh, can you do a detailed survey? Well, there's no brief behind it. Right on my other list of things. Uh, materials. Oh, the quality of the work. Mm. I suppose, really, Bob, I think what I'm hearing is you just have to know what you're mm. doing. And, and the other one we mentioned, like speed, you know, we talked about, you know, quality, um, you know. Speed, speed. yeah. Fast, fast is better for a developer. Like if a builder can build a project in nine months as opposed to, you know, 12 months, it helps you with your interest because, you know, it's a shorter period of time. So it's better for you. You save money on interest. And and a faster builder doesn't doesn't mean they're cutting corners. It just could mean that that they're better set up to build faster. Mm. Um, like on, on jobs, I can remember going to a job where I was doing uh, 20, 22 townhouses. And we did them in like 11 and then 11, but not in two stages, just on the build. You know, you don't go down and lay 22 slabs and 22 frames. They're done sort of staggered. And at the time, we're putting up 11 townhouses. And I went to site and the builder said, wow. And well, I said, wow, look how fast the frames are going up. I was there like a couple of days before and the slabs are next, go there three days later and the frames are up, three-storey buildings. I said, what's going on? Why is it so fast? And he said, well, I've got three carpenter gangs in. So he gave each of the three carpenter gangs three houses, three townhouses to frame up three levels. And the thing is that nobody wants to be the slow carpenter gang because mm. they just get bucketed. And so all these three gangs are basically racing, racing each other. Crack up. Now, it's up to the builder to watch the quality of work, and it's pretty obvious on a frame. You can pretty tell if you know things aren't right. So they're all doing a good job. He knew the carpenter gangs, but see, he could have given one gang nine townhouses and it would have taken three times as long, or mm. probably four, because mm. there wasn't any competition. So he's given them three, th- three gangs, three houses each, and it's a it's a race to get the roof on. 
race to the bottom, race to the top. Race to the top. Do you remember, Bob, during, I think it was just after that whole lockdown lifestyle we lived a few years back. I've and, all about that. I know, don't even like saying that word. And it's when builders started taking on more than one job at one time. So they'd do a few days here and then they'd go and do a few days at their other Still job. happening a bit. Yeah. yeah, and it was really slow. And that really does impact yeah, well, finances because your timeline materials were really hard to get. Oh, yeah, it was slow to get. That. Stuff wasn't yeah. coming out of China. Yeah, you know we weren't growing trees fast enough. All that sort of stuff. Tradies were you know too busy. Are you serious? We weren't growing trees fast enough. Are you serious? Well, eighty percent of our timber in Australia is local. We only import twenty oh. percent. Oh. Unlike some countries that import nearly all of it. But um, but we know the reasons why why build were so slow. You know, mm. hard to get trades, all that sort of stuff. I mean you. One of your projects, I remember, went really slow because oh losing trade, just couldn't get trades. It's gone so slow. It's just about Couldn't get end. block layers for love or money, uh, even though the block laying prices went up 400% in about four months. But um, Took a wee hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took a wee hit to the hip. Yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this. but um, oh, we, were, uh, we were just talking about how builders can take time. You were talking mm. about the three, uh, lots of carpenters oh, helping that construction yeah. of your 11 townhouses. So, so what, what's happening at the moment is things have picked up a lot. Materials are much more available. Labour, although sometimes short a bit, is, is certainly more readily available. Builders' time, build times haven't come back a lot, and I think what they're doing is they're just slipping more jobs in. They still are? Yeah, they're still doing it. But okay. um, like you might say a builder says, oh, I'll, I'll build this duplex for you, 10-month um, contract. So you think, oh, gee, that's a while to build a duplex. We used to build five-storey buildings in nine months. Now we've got 10 months for a duplex. But what will happen, don't think there'd be somebody on there every day for 10 months. There'll be a rush to get the footings and the slab down. And you think, gee, these guys are moving quick. And then like they're gone for three or four weeks. Mm. Then someone comes back works on the frame. It's still a fair bit of that going on. Mm. Although one of our mentoring students at the moment is doing a five-pack of townhouses. Three of them are three storeys, two are two storeys. That, that's a solid job. Mm. Nine-month build. Brilliant. And we're, nearly everyone is doing a duplex at the moment. The builders want a 12-month build. So, and, and that's a, that's a build-up. Well, can you push? He's part of the way through that, and yeah. he is, he's on time, probably ahead of time. You know, you're just saying that. Is that something you can push when you talk to a builder? Actually, make the timeline quite tight. Ask well, you them. can push for push for a tight timeline mm. because price isn't everything. Mm. I mean, when you oh, there's lots of things that come in when you're getting quotes. Uh, hopefully, you've already done a fair bit of due diligence on your builder before you even get them to quote. And let's say you're getting quotes from three builders. Um, time is important mm. because it costs you money. The longer the build contract, the more it costs you. So, mm. time's important. Um, so you're always pushing for a quicker time. So I'm, I'm going to go back to our original question, which is, you know, should we be, as developers, pinching pennies uh, or trying to cut cutting, corners, cutting corners, yeah, cutting corners? Not for, in a negative sense, I feel. Yeah. But we should always be looking at trying to get the best prices we can yeah. on, on anything, mm-hmm. uh, pushing for, for speed, and, and particularly holding people accountable for their time. Yeah. Your consultants, particularly. Um, I mean, most builders, if it's a commercial build, they've got a liquidated damages clause where they have to pay you money if they go over time. So they're normally, you know... Aware. Get, well, they're aware, but they also give themselves a comfortable amount of mm. time so that they don't fall into that going over time thing. But. And the last one I want to bring up, 
education because we are in the business of education, mm, yeah. which was another question there's that a, guy asked me yesterday. Either way, cutting corners did, if you don't get any education. He said, yeah, he, it was just around, what do you guys do? I'm like, so we do teach education. Um, so education, Bob, mm. there are cheaper courses out there and there are really expensive and there mm. are more average. What's your advice on getting a cheap course? I mean, okay, just with that. Oh, we've, I look for value. You know what yeah, I look yeah, like. I don't yeah. take too much. Price is what you price. pay, value is what value. you get. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be nice to get both. It'd be nice to get something cheap that's really high quality. Doesn't happen too often. Uh, we, we meet lots of disappointed people, don't we? We often yeah. say to people, you know, in terms of property development education, we might not be the first person that you come to. But we're you all might be mesmerised by shiny objects. You'll come here last. But you'll probably be the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one leaves us and goes somewhere else. We've got to be careful. Someone, when we were talking about different courses and things, we were talking about the difference between coaches and mentors and, uh, and other businesses and ours. Mm. And so we've got to the point where, you know, paying for your education is important because... So I'll get back to it's that. Investing but investing in yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's investing in yourself. And you've got to remember that if you're asking people, number one, say you're working with a town planner and hoping they are going to tell you everything, you've got to remember that they don't know what you don't know. They only know to answer the questions you ask them. They don't have that full, you know, understanding of what's in your yeah. head. And that's just with that's just the first example example that comes out. But we did a podcast on it and somebody commented under the YouTube clip promo or something. I'm like, well, it's our podcast, man. We pay to put it out. Can't we do what we want? Yeah, go do your own sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sport. So well, <laughs> haters going to hate. Knock yourself out. Um, but Well, yeah. cutting corners, I suppose, if you're cutting corners on education, it means you're having a crack at property development yeah. without doing a course, Whoever's, whoever course it is, you know, yeah. without doing one. That is just plain dumb. Yeah. There's too much money involved. There's too much And just risk the little things like stupid. how you set up at the beginning and, you know, saving money on taxes, buying the wrong yeah. site. And like you said, don't think that these array of consultants are going to carry you through. That's not their job. No. They'll, they're experts in their own little field. And even within their field, the quality can vary enormously. And at the end yeah. of the day, Bob, at 5pm they go home or maybe 5.30 yeah, if they work late the and table. they switch off whereas you as the developer and crikey, I've been that developer and Bob's been that developer. We wake up in the night sometimes thinking, oh crikey, you know, I, I even said to Bob, could you reach out to such and such for me about one about my development right this week? I just needed to double check on something and, you know, I'd like to outsource everything like that to yeah, Bob. Yeah, you're, 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 you're sorting that out at 1am. Yeah. Thank goodness she didn't shake and wake me up. But yeah. no consultant's going to be thinking about you at 1am no, and no. It, I'm not saying it's healthy to have that, but we're at a time right now where property development, uh, it's, it's a great thing to do. You've just got to have your smarts about you, so you need mm. a good level of education. It's not yeah. like... We're not in that uplift period where people that used to ju jump in and even if they did a crap job, they were going to make money. It's mm. not. You, you've got to yeah. know what you're doing and you need a good You need a good course. So, yeah, the Property Mastermind course is great and we do have the – sorry, I am going to do the promo for the lady or man who oh, puts it down. <laughs> I'd love you to comment. It means you're still listening and that makes me happy. Um, but you've, you've still got – We've got the accelerator, which is only a dollar. So you've got to think, what is First that? First month for a dollar. And then you can pay. It's, it's a membership and it gets released monthly. So that's, you know, that's another way to get into property. Well, it's, it's putting your toe in the water. Yeah, It's exactly. an intro to property it, development. It is an it's intro. It's a solid intro. Yeah. It's a pretty, and like you said, it's probably better than most people's full horses, but it's not the Some of the ones full, I've seen, definitely. 
downloadable checklist or does actually have downloadables but yeah I think so when it comes to education you probably will get what you pay for and you don't really want to be skimping on that one and I don't think ours is expensive anyway no god no no not at all on oh, that, we do have a workshop coming up. Value. Oh, a workshop, can't wait. At the, on the third... You know, it's only about... 4th and 5th of November. 11 or 12 weeks away. Is it? It sounds like the end of the year, and it sort of is, but it's September. Now, so our workshop Almost. is beginning of November, which will be epic. So 3rd, 4th, 5th? Yep, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the Goldie. Oh. So much fun. People are still talking about our last one, yeah, and it's so like good. nine and a half months ago. <laughs> I'm the social convener, by the way. Anyway. Well, that probably explains it. <laughs> yep, Bob. It's, so a I, lot, it's, it's a lot more than property education. Uh, I'm just looking at, at the notes that I've made. So mm. reduce quality. So there's going to be risks, I think, and in a lot of areas. So how can we summarise this? Well, look, rather than, like, cut corners, which sounds a little bit negative, always be prepared, get a number of quotes, because, first of all, prices can vary quite a lot mm. for the same quality work, and who's cheap today might be your dearest one tomorrow. Uh, and so... You really have to be, you know, on your toes all the time. Actually, that brings me to the point, even just hearing you say that, we have we work with a few people and people might say, like accountants and people like that that we work with, and people will say, who who do you recommend? Or even people say, we'll, re- we'll pay a fee if we refer them, and we say no for that reason. We don't want their mm. money. We refer them because they are good, because at any point that they don't become that they get, get too, too big, get too busy, the junior whatever. gets on the job, you know, and that does happen, mm. then we don't want to be the person that is taking money and locked into that, and then we're only there for money. We're not, we're no, there for quality. We don't do kickbacks, never have. At, we're there for good service. Don't and But uh, that's something that people... Oh, yeah, some people do, you know, they're trying to grab a dolly from, from everybody, but um, we might we'd rather recommend the best people in the business know that they're going to look after our people, our community, yep. and leave it at that. Yep. And, uh, you know, we make money out of other things, mm. not the least of which is property development. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I think we've done it, Bob. Again? I, I think we've done it. What was episode? What, 114 114, yeah, that was 114. Oh uh, lo- lots, to, lots to listen to there. Big hi to everyone who listens to us. We really appreciate you listening. Tell and your friends about it. Yeah, just hit the share button. Share it to, to mm. a, a mate, a girlfriend, somebody who you think might be interested in listening to Hillary and Bob um, yarn about property development. But we appreciate you, and we will look forward to chatting again with you next week. Feel free to email, reach out, mm. and tell us what you think. All right, bye for now. Bye now. See ya.